Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. I'm going to start off by saying that this is almost comical that it's me heading this particular topic because a few short years ago, I didn't even know what tracking was in a business. I did everything that worked and kept doing it and continued to have success without really understanding why. But I'm going to speak to the value of it, specifically what it did for us when we had the challenges with COVID and more recently with some of our marketing efforts, because understanding these measurables is a great leading indicator to begin resolving issues before they actually become more prominent and crippling to the corporation or your business or your organization, whatever it might be and how you're functioning. Um, so this was one of the big evolutions of our practice when we started doing, and we use EOS, entre- Entrepreneurial Operating Systems, but the context behind it is what they created in their, what they call measurables. And those measurables are the crux of how the end result is. So we're here, right? We're in one spot today and we want to be somewhere else. And it's more about understanding what it takes from week to week, if not day to day type measurable, so that while things are going good, and and this was the big epiphany, right? When things are going good, we think they're always going good. But when things were going good, we've seen indicators in our practice this year that said, I don't know if things are going to keep going good. And we started to address them. And as we began to address them, we had a head start on it. And what happened was, is we hit that, what we felt the measurables were going to indicate. We were seeing a slow in production and we weren't having the type of numbers that we wanted to have, but we were already addressing it. And now we're spinning out of it a lot faster. So instead of taking a, a, a recovery period where you're in rehab and trying to figure out what the heck's going on with your practice, we were able to be very proactive and address things and identify issues, to be quite frank, that we didn't even know existed, especially when it comes to some of the content around the marketing, because we're seeing some of those measurables. So we have two rock stars with us today, Suzanne and Colleen, and I'm going to have them speak a little bit to the measurables used and then talk a little bit more about you know, how to integrate them and some of the things to look at. But I'll challenge you, if you're if you're me five years ago, or you say, ah, these numbers aren't really relevant, everything's fine, I'll challenge you to rethink it because I never did it, never tracked. If you ask me, where did my business come from? What are the four two ones of your business? And I'll explain that in a second. Matt Seitz will tell you that uh, he struggled to get me on the path. He had to walk me through spreadsheets to figure stuff out. So I'll challenge you if you're in that spot or if you're not tracking, and if you don't know to the degree of what we're going to talk about, begin to develop those measurables in your practice because it will help you understand what lies ahead and when troubled waters are coming and be very proactive. Colleen, I'm going to ask you to start a little bit. So just guys, you understand, Colleen in my office, she is our marketing guru, right? She come on board about a year and a half ago. Is it now? Two years? Two years. She's doing such a great job. I forget how long she's here. So she came in. She's part of our level 10 operation. So she's in our meetings from a a planning standpoint for the organization. And she's directly responsible for what I feel is the most valuable part of our business, right? The marketing. If you don't have people to see, I always tell people the old adage of it's about how many times I get to the plate, right? It doesn't matter the average. I'm going to get more hits if I have more at-bats. So Colleen, would you just kind of share a little bit, I don't think we need to get into the Medicare 
measurables. Let's just focus on like the financial measurables and sure. what we do, what we track and the philosophy behind it. Sure. So we keep a scorecard, which I think is pretty standard. And we track along with our Medicare numbers, we track fit calls, discover appointments. We track our AUM and our fix and then our new clients. So we go over that every week in the level 10. And like Greg said, it's a huge indicator for what might be coming. And it's a really easy way to get ahead of any issues that might be cropping up. And we go over it every week and we look at it, the numbers weekly, as well as where we're at in the quarter and where we're at for the year. So it's a great way to start a discussion and start to talk about what issues might be cropping up. And then myself, I also track everything about the seminars. So how much we're spending, what seminars we're doing, what days we're doing them on, what time we're doing them on, and where our money is coming from. So on a bigger scale, we can figure out what success looks like, what's working, what's not working, and we can see a shift pretty early on. Thank you, Colleen. And before I interject on that, I'm going to flip over to Suzanne because I know the JL Smith Group was very prominent in this thinking and philosophy as well and help us get to with Matt Sites where we're at today. Suzanne, if you want to maybe explain a little bit about what your role is and then maybe share a little bit about just some of your experiences with tracking the thought process behind it. Sure. So hello, everybody. Marketing manager over at JL Smith and I've been two and a half years. So I've massaged these numbers and looked at these numbers a lot. We track pretty much everything that you said, Colleen. We actually track even how many attendees to how many registrants to even the new leads. So we have a lot of repeat offenders, a lot of frequent flyers that come to a lot of seminars. So I can literally break it down to say this seminar brought in this percentage of new leads. We have our old leads and sometimes some of those old leads haven't been, we haven't talked to in a while and they all of a sudden resurface. So then we reach out to them. We're like, okay, some reason those people all of a sudden want to come back in something changed in their life that we're like, okay, we have three duplicates this year or this week. We haven't talked to them in two years. All of a sudden they repop, they pop back up in our system. Boom. We, another conversation. So we do track everything from seminar attendees, registrants, how many right fit calls we have per week. We, how many come in through the website I, is a separate one, not even because I like to see the, how the social media and the website tracks how many attend or how many new visitors we have per on the website, because sometimes those numbers, we, I, every week seminar happens, more people sign up for our newsletter because they just go to our website. And that's not even before I send out any email saying, hey, follow us here, like us here, sign up for this. So I track, I try to track every little click of every little thing. So I get a little crazy with the numbers too. So before you feel like, wow, that's a lot, yeah. that's overwhelming. I'll get, I'll go back to me five years ago. And I think Matt was like, how am I going to fix hammer at one point? But basically, I wonder that, what I wonder that every day. 
Yeah, you're still wondering. So at the end of the day, what I used to do was like run these events and I would always see people from the events and I would always write business from the events and everything was always good, but I never really understood to me the opportunity that was being lost because of the way that process was structured. So often when things are going well, it's where things get lackadaisical. And in my opinion, opportunity gets set by the wayside. So I want to talk a little bit about the mechanics of it because both Suzanne and Colleen discussed here, we're granular now, right? But we didn't start granular. We built that robust tracking now, but it's especially if you're going to build an organization, and this is probably one of the more critical things to me and what tipped the scale for me, if it's going to go beyond you as an advisor, there needs to be some way to track the success of the people working with you. There needs to be some way to hold them accountable, some measurable that you could specifically point to. You can't go to advisors and say, hey, you're not right in business. We need to tell them why they're not right in business and where that gap is. So when we start a measurable, it's what they call the 421, right? If I want a new client, what are our measurables? In our organization, we know we need to have four discoveries to create two good deliver, two good design opportunities to typically have one new client. That's that four to one. And so in doing that, a lot of times the discoveries, and when I, so understand the one is our ideal client. It's not like we're not closing some of those other ones, you know, because in my organization, we have a lot of people in the paraplanner stage. We have an associate advisor. So there's ancillary clients that are being brought aboard, but we want that one ideal client, you know, that diamond client. How do we get to that diamond client? And so we got to control the discovery process to a degree because we can load up the calendar with discoveries, right? So now it's how do we qualify the discovery? In our organization, what we do is fit calls. So if you're not familiar with the fit call, it's our way of sitting and having a conversation with a client to see, does it make sense for us to move forward in a relationship? And we'll still bring value to them if we can't or don't want to engage, but we don't want to have a discover with somebody that is not somebody that's going to be profitable for our organization, if that makes sense. So not only do we have to understand our four to one, but we got to understand how to qualify the four. And so we do it through fit calls. And what we find out from the fit calls to bring it even more granular is how many people do we need to have to attend the seminar to generate the right amount of fit calls to end up with four quality discovers. We're running at about, I would speculate around 10 fit calls to end up with four quality discovers or four discovers that could be potential clients to end up ultimately with our one ideal client. Now we try to track towards at least a 75% closing ratio. So however your organization runs, you need to go to it. But the, what happens here, and here's the proactive part of it, and this is what I want to speak to, the why. Right. Forget about all this measurable crap. I don't do it. You'll find somebody in your organization do it if you don't like doing it. If you like doing it, great. But the value of it really simply is we were running, we had a great year last year. Great year last year. We brought in about $80 million of assets, new assets. And going into this year, we weren't able to hire people in our, and we understood the math of that was we had a couple of big clients. So we understood going into this year that it would be a reach to hit 80 again because during COVID, we didn't hire the paraplanners that we needed to support what we felt was that 80 million goal. But we set our goal with it. But as we're going through it, we understood the amount 
of ideal clients it would take to do that back to the number of events that we would need to run to get enough fit calls. So as we're creating our marketing plan, so we look at the end of the year, it's great to say, hey, we'll just do 80 million again. Let me tell you something, that's not how it works, right? It just doesn't happen again. So in our strategy and our plan of doing it, we've determined that we need to have 50 marketing events throughout the year. Now understand marketing events for us aren't all financial. We run a practice of Medicare as well, which is one of our feeders into our financial practice. But as we begin to do this, we start off the year peeling off a very good end of the fourth quarter. Our numbers are hitting the numbers going to the first quarter. But in the first quarter, what we noticed was a slow of attendance in the events a very huge drop off in fit calls. So in the moment of everything going very well in our organization, because we had these measurables, we talked and says, there's a problem here. Our fit calls, we need eight to 10 a week in our organization and we're getting two to three. That's going to directly affect the amount of qualified discovers that we have, which is our 421. So we began to already, while we're hitting our goals, we hit 20 million through the first quarter, but while we were hitting our goals, we were already looking at marketing and understanding that content wasn't being changed the way it was. We need to change that structure. We need to change a little bit about where our streamlines of business were coming in to create more fit calls. And we need to be more proactive and expanding into different areas of marketing because what we were doing wasn't creating enough to maintain our measurables. And as predicted, we hit a lull. Business became to a halt where we were hitting zeros in a week that we never hit. And it directly related back to the fact that we weren't getting four discovers, which directly related back to the fact that we weren't getting the number of fit calls that we needed. So when we were hitting that, we were already proactively restructuring our marketing and beginning different venues and different tactics that we began to explore even workplace education. So workplace education that we're developing right now is I think is gonna be a huge component, but because we identified the regular seminar educational marketing wasn't putting in, we proactively began to talk to COIs about getting into their companies doing workplace education already in January. And now we, knock on wood, are in a position with an organization that has over 800 employees where their head CEO wants us doing everything for that organization. Now, that's going to take time to develop, but that was one of the things that we got out of those measurables. We also changed a lot of the content. The message is the same, right? The message is a good message, but we got to find the message that they're going to respond to right? What is the content that's going to bring them into the seminar setting? And then from there, and then more importantly, when we looked at this, we identified with the organization, hey, there's, we're hitting discoveries now with the problem. We're having designs, but what we're seeing is designs aren't going to delivers. Why is that? And then we reevaluate some of the things. It's a funny thing about sales processes, right? When they work very well, we corrupt them. We start getting lackadaisical and we start doing things that really aren't part of the true process. So we went back and looked and said, okay, we need to go back and do some more training and development in these specific areas and, and understand the accountability aspect of that, bring people to the point of saying, hey, these are the expectations of the leadership role as a lead advisor. So we're being able to capture those things well before they become an issue that becomes more devastational to the organization, right? Because payroll doesn't stop. My wife still likes the deposits. And all that being said, the measurables themselves will help you understand the flow 
of traffic throughout your organization, but more importantly, set realistic expectations. You don't get caught up in the moment, say, hey, everything's good. I did 20 million the first quarter. Automatically, I'm going to do 20 million the next quarter and expect that to happen if those leading indicators aren't there. I'm going to stop for a minute, see if anybody has any questions or if anybody has experiences within their organization that would like to bring contact to the conversation or context. Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. And Colleen or Suzanne, if you guys want to share anything, Colleen, I, we've talked about organizations. Suzanne, have you seen a lot of those proactive moments in the JL Smith group where you identified issues before they became problems? Yes. Like one is just the time of our seminars, our webinars. We were, we started at six, but I'm like, let's push it to 630. People still want to have dinner and stuff like that. And we saw a little bit of a uptick with this, the numbers of people attending, we're still going to make, I might tweak it again, but it's, that's the main thing that we have is trying to make, try to be ahead of the game when our numbers start to, before they start to drop, as far as attendees, we still get all the names, but you know, those attendees, those are the people that are definitely interested. They spend the time, they invest their time to watch our webinars, attend our seminars, that type of thing. So tweaking times, switching days, sometimes that helps before the numbers start to fall off. And Suzanne, you bring up a great point because one of the things we looked at too was like we had, when we had good attendance and we had people wanting to say yes for a call, what we noticed is we were having difficulty getting them into the call. One of the things we identified and the reason why we actually implemented a new phone system right now for many reasons besides this is when we would call from our phone, the old system we had would always, it would identify as a scam or an out of area number for whatever reason. And people weren't picking up the phone. Mm -hmm. So we started scheduling more robustly. We've always asked, hey, you can schedule an appointment at the actual seminar. But we actually advocated a lot more and addressed it. So this week alone, on Tuesday, I did a presentation and we had seven fit calls sign up on site. Right on site. So we didn't have to worry about reaching them. Yet last night, I think we had two sign up on site. It was a taxes and retirement one. But between collectively the two nights, I think, Colleen, how many did we have interested? We had nine last night, and how many Tuesday? Ten. Ten. So 19 in two seminars. The previous, if you go back probably two months ago, three months ago, we weren't even getting 19 people to attend a seminar. But we identified that in the flow of what was going on, even though things were going good, and we changed the content, we drew the crowd in, identified at that point that we weren't getting the transition over into the fit calls, identified what the issue was with that, and we're very proactive in doing it. So that evolution isn't a two-day evolution. You don't fix these types of problems in marketing in two days. So having the measurables identifies these things with enough lead time to begin to create the solution before it becomes a very prominent problem, if that makes sense. So now in three months, knock on wood, we'll keep this evolution going, but we've transitioned from getting a couple of fit calls, which is the crux 
of the whole feed of the opportunities, right? We went from getting two or three a seminar to getting 19 and two opportunities with it and actually scheduling nine within an hour after the event. I actually preset appointments because sometimes it's harder for people to say, okay, yeah, I want an appointment. If I give them a time, they are more opposite. I can't make this time. Can we reschedule for a different time? And I'm right there with the calendar rescheduling them for a different time and day. So I go one step further and say, I'm pre-setting you an appointment and let them change it instead of them coming to me. And it seems to not everybody wants an appointment, which is totally fine. I'm like, I always tell them there is no obligation, no pressure, no nothing to get, let them have the app out if they need it. But a lot of times they just want to reschedule the time and or the day. And so these are the little things like they're identifying that improve, right? We're measuring mm -hmm. to a degree that even while things are good, can they be better? And the better we get at these things, the more opportunity that you'll have. So it's like we, we can have success or we can have an excellence type of thing. Let's try to make sure that what we put together for an event, we capitalize on that event as much as possible. What measurables discussing weekly versus quarterly? We do fit calls, discovery appointments, AUM, fixed and new clients. And then we have some Medicare stats as well. But we talk about those weekly, and then we talk about them quarterly and yearly. Now, on a more granular basis, we're also understanding from discovery to deliver. We're also understanding a lot more granular on the events that Colleen spoke to. But our weekly discussion are those main measurables. And when we find a problem in those measurables, then we go more into why is this measurable wrong, which we have that we have that information to go through. How did you change the content for workplace education? What we did is we, there's a couple of things that you do with the workplace education. First of all, coming in, it's about what you can do for that company. So the first value add to them is how can we help you with your organization? So we're in the process of creating a short video for them for their quarterly enrollments for 401ks, just explaining their 401k and how they would consider what allocations to use. They have people that are aging out of their self-insured health plan to educate them in and around Medicare. They have people that aren't sure or familiar with certain information in their benefit plan for health insurance. We'll create a short video for that. And then we'll also introduce short videos and content around the topics. Like, does it make sense to take an old 401k and bring it into a new one? What's the pros and cons of it? Should we be considering Roth conversions? What are the things that we need to do to plan for a more efficient distribution center, a streamlined income plan as we begin to retirement. Now, our ideal target is not all 800 of them, right? Our ideal target is the six to eight to 10 people that are retiring out a year in this organization, but we're laying the seeds with all these people. If you remember Joe Solero's conversation, right? It's all about being the guy. And we're trying to be the guy for that organization. What is your new client acquisition cost from speaking events and average client size? So I'll speak to the average client size because our ideal client, obviously, what we try to do is the diamonds, but our average client size planning size 
We generally are probably running now with our new client is probably about a million dollars of assets for an average client size. It's right in that area. Most of the people that are under, we try not to really do much with the 250 and under unless they're interested in guaranteed rates. We'll put them off to our fixed side of the business and they'll do it. And anything between 250 and 500, I'll be flat out, tell them on the phone call, hey, don't pay for me. You don't need my planning costs. If you want help with wealth management, we'll be helping to help you with wealth management. And I explain that. So when they're coming in to Discover, they've already committed to being open or looking at moving over to us as a wealth management client. And we tell them it's a lot more cost effective that way. 75% closing rate. Do you consider that closing ratio? Let's see. Do you consider the 75% goal closing ratio? I'm not sure exactly what the question is there. Yeah, I was just saying, okay, 75% from what point? Do they have to get into the discover meeting? Or do discover. They have to commit and go to design? Discover. Got it. Right? Because of the way we qualify discover. Now, Fred, if you're doing an AFIA event or you're having people come in and you're actually doing the old traditional discover where people are sent in my office and I have no idea if they have three questions about social security or yep. if they're actually a qualified prospect, that number's not going to hold true. Fundamentally different. Right. Because you're going to disqualify a lot of those discovers, right? So you might want to carry your measurables for your organization from design. Hey, if I qualify them at a discovery, I'm not doing fit calls. They go to design. Okay, how am I measuring from design? Then how many designs do I need to have, right? And if I'm doing, if, if my discovery is more encompassing like the fit call, you might need 10 discovers to get your four qualified designs. So that's where you need to create the measurables for your organization and how you would be able to track the success of it. And then it's easy, right? It's an easy identifiable problem. If I have, if I know I need 50 new clients in my organization to hit my $80 million goal, right? And understand part of that $80 million goal is a lot of our fixed business too, right? So I said average client size a million. I don't want to contradict myself, but not all our planning clients. We we write a lot of just straight fixed business, especially in this environment. We probably write $15 million of just straight fixed business a year. And it's profitable for us because it's not planning. You don't have the compliance issues. You don't have to worry about the, the, all the requirements of, of going through it. But you would create your measurable, Fred, based on what is the thing that you could determine, right? So if I know I, how do I get to one, right? What do I need to get to one quality quality? Is it four design appointments? Is it three design appointments? Is it two design appointments? If I have two people that I qualify for a design, what would be my expectation? Would it be one new ideal client, right? Now we try and historically have always closed better. If we have four discoveries, we're typically closing three out of four of those discoveries. They might not all be our ideal clients, but that's the standard that we try to hold our advisors to. Got it. Wow, that's a half hour already. Am I missing any questions? How do you execute getting them to sign up for the fit call? So there's a couple things we do. We actually, on our evaluation sheets, we have time slots boxed out. We say circle the time that best suits you um, for uh, accommodating you for a phone call. And we'll email you a time if you don't have time to stay afterward, or you can sit with Colleen and schedule that time, but indicate on there your best time. And in the end of the presentation, I'll tell them, if you prefer email, make sure it's legible. Let us know an email is comfortable with you. If you prefer a phone call, give us a day number. We're not calling at night. And so I give them specific instructions as to how to get that done. And they do it. Sometimes if you just tell people, you'd be surprised what they do. 
in-person events without a doubt Liz. we have in our area we have not had a ton of success with online events we struggled to get the attendance and we struggled to get through with it we've tried it again last week I would just say too, real quick, Greg, if anybody has any questions regarding tracking and spreadsheets, I'm they can reach out to me. I'm happy to answer any questions that we didn't get to today. And I know Matt would be more than willing. And just remember from a, what do you guys call your group, Matt? Do you guys meet once a month? Oh, the marketing no. roundtable. Yeah. Have somebody in your organization on that marketing roundtable. Everybody shares everything on the marketing roundtable. We get a lot of our insight from the other offices. I, I'm not too proud. I don't need to create content. I'll steal it. No, I, I, Colleen and Suzanne, no, I learned from everyone. That's the whole point is learn from each other. And I think my takeaway from Colleen and Suzanne and from you, Greg, was, and hopefully everyone else did, just tracking the numbers start somewhere and then start to figure out what are the leading indicators and the lagging indicators to make the more strategic decisions versus the day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week adjustments. Thank you guys for attending. Hopefully you found it beneficial. Join your action item. Join the marketing roundtable. Have somebody in your organization there because you'll benefit from it. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast. The Bucket Plan on Demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach on advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, Information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of listening. The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax, or legal advice.